believe in yourself. Don't ever entertain negativity also. Like nobody ever got anywhere without people doubting them. It's always gonna happen. Like that's the, the way the world is set up, right? There are always gonna be people who are doubting you and you can't ever listen to that. Your motivation should not be proving your doubters wrong. Your motivation should be proving your supporters right. So always, always look on that side of things. Look through that lens because you're gonna you're gonna be way more motivated when you when you're doing things if you think about all the people that love you and support you, as opposed yeah. to all the people that hate you and and, and despise you because the love always out, outweighs the hate. Welcome everyone to episode seven of the Paul and Pals podcast. I'm your host Pony Boy Paul, and Paul and Pals is a podcast where I interview my creative pals to learn how they became who they are today to inspire you for tomorrow. On episode seven, I have a creative conversation with my pal, Shada Spence. I'm not your pal, bro. What? <laughs> y'all, y'all heard that? Am I tripping? <laughs> um, anyway, Shada is a recording artist from Franklin, New Jersey, with hits such as Dirty Jersey, Starship, and Ariba. In this episode, Shada talks about what inspired him to explore his creativity, the tragedy that made him get serious about his music, and how he became affiliated with Air Drummer Records, the label founded by famed hip-hop producer Mike Will Made It. But without any further ado, let's get creative. Let's get creative. Hey y'all, quick disclaimer before I start the interview. At one point, I guess Shada must have been dropping too much heat because his phone actually overheated and turned off towards the end, but fortunately we were able to restart the live and get him back on, which also actually allowed us to go a little bit over our usual one hour allotment, so enjoy the extra content. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. Yo, I'm not your pal, bro. How you living, bro? How you living? I'm living good, man. How about yourself? I'm blessed up. That's blessed. That's blessed. You got the you got the studio set up, bro. Not real talk, bro. I'm messing with it. I'm messing with it. But um, you know what I like to do is always start with how we know each other, and uh, then we go from there. But I think going back, it's really because uh, you know, Lee, aka Kakuyan, uh, one of my good friends in college, and I remember he was you know showing me showing me your stuff. And I'm like, oh, cool. Let me let me check it out. Let me check it out. And then, like, I think I forgot what the first song was, but I listened to the album Upfall. And I'm like, oh, this kind of go hard. So I'm like, okay, I, I mess with it. I mess with it. You know, added it to the playlist. But I think we didn't actually meet each other till um, 2019, last year. We went to San Diego to shoot that video. So yeah. ever since then, it's been a vibe, bro. So I appreciate you joining. Appreciate that. Um, but just to yeah. kick it off, bro, let's let's introduce some people to you. Like, who's who's Shada Spence? Who are you, bro? Shada Spence, that's me. I am Shada Spence. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, where you from? All that family. What you want to say? What you want to start with? Um, I'm from Franklin, New Jersey, born and raised. Yeah. Yep. And it, and that's where I'm from. And that's where I'm from. That. <laughs> but uh, so. I think most people that know you now, they obviously know you do the music thing and all of that. But like, you know, I remember when I first met you and Lee was talk- talking about you. He was telling me about like your fashion thing like that. That was like your main gig. So 
before we get into the whole music, like let's let's just talk about like how you first started getting into just the whole creative side of you. Like where where did all that come from? Well, um, so I always been artistic since I was a since I was a kid. And uh, you know, I, I would always just like I like to make things, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I I would always just like to draw, I would like to make music, I would just I would enjoy, my, my my joy came from creativity, so mm-hmm. you know, um Actually, I started I started really going hard with cre- creative anything when I met Lee Kakuyan. Really? Um, yeah, in third grade. So I met I met Lee in third grade, and then Lee was like super super talented, like super yeah, like yeah. crazy. Like he could draw. He he was able to draw his ass off. I'm like, yo, we gotta be friends, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so third grade, and then um, you know, we would always be making things. We would try to make comic books. We would try to make flip books. Word. We would draw. We would draw portraits. We would um, and then eventually I turned into. We started making music together. He started making beats. Started rapping on them, and then millions and millions of views later. You know hey, what I'm saying? Yo. From th- from third grade to the world stage. So that's crazy, bro. But like. Even that is a crazy jump. Like I think that's dope that y'all met each other. You were like, "Yo, like you mad creative. I want to learn." But like, yeah, from the from the music aspect, was it like you kind of had an affinity for that your whole life? Like you always kind of like was interested in music, or was it like, "Oh, this is something I can get a bag over." Like, how do I get into it? Uh, I think the first the first time that I, I like I was in um I think I was in like second grade. Yeah, and uh, I used to just like. Well, I always been musical, you know what I'm saying? Like, I always had rhythm. I always just enjoyed music since I was a little little baby. Like, yeah. I would always sing in the car, sing in the shower. Like, you know, my 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 mom and my my siblings would put me onto a lot of music. So, mm-hmm. um, I would always envision myself. I would always close my eyes and I would I, I would always envision myself on big stages in front of big crowds and just you know what I'm saying, being received. Yeah, like, on, you saw on, it, yeah. Yeah, I saw it, but I was like five years old six years old you know what i'm saying seeing those things and um just drawing and stuff like that like i would always just i would always just have a passion for it like i always had that i always had it in me gotcha and um so music was just like it was just natural to me so um you know i didn't really i didn't really believe i could do anything with it though until until like i was in high school got you got you and take us through that so at this point in high school i don't know uh, what grade was it in high school that you felt like you really was like I'm doing this? Like what? When was that? Um, so, so back to back to Kakuyan again, right? Hey. So me and Lee, we ran on the same track team, right? So, uh, so yeah, we ran on a tr- we ran on the same track team. So after practice every day, we would be in his basement getting extra weight weights in with his dad. His dad would train us. Yeah. So um, you know, we would be uh. After after we lifted, we would be in the in the weight room, and then he had the sound system down there. So Lee would just be playing beats and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And then, so me and Sabang and Lee and Markim, yeah, we would all we would all just be freestyling over stuff. And eventually, we just started recording things. Yeah. And then um, you know, Lee Lee just started making when he made it started making beats. Him and him and Mantra they started making beats around the same time, and I would just be bouncing back and forth between his house, Mantra house, and then. I would just be like, yo, I want to make a song. Yo, I want to make a song. Yeah. And at that time, I was just having, I was just fucking around. I didn't yeah, know what, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know what, 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 what was going to happen with it. All I knew was I wanted to make a song. Yeah. So, so I, would just, <laughs> I would just be making shit. Yeah. And then yeah. eventually the shit started getting good. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then everybody was like, yo, like, 
we got to keep doing this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's dope, man. So like, and then, so, so it seems like, you know, you were doing it. You were like, okay, I'm kind of decent at it. Right. You kind of got that first validation. So what would you say? Like, was your first song that like people in your school knew your city knew and they were like, yo, like who shot at Spence? Dirty Jersey. Dirty Jersey. Yeah. So, so more backstory, more backstory is necessary. So, Bring it back. Um, so, uh, I grew up, I grew up in Franklin, Franklin Park, right? So Franklin Township, we all went to Franklin High School. Um, and then, so in my neighborhood, I, I would uh, always be outside playing with, uh, my boy Malik 732 Cash. So that's who I have that song, Dirty Jersey with. Yeah. So we would be, we the kids in the neighborhood, we going outside, we fucking around, we doing bad shit. You know what I'm saying? Like regular kid shit. Um, and we grew up just, just, um, looking up to, Steven, uh, uh, Cash older brother and Chino, which, which was, uh, Steven best friend, like, and they would be making music. So we like in fifth grade, sixth grade, and then they, they, they're like 14, 15 making mm-hmm. songs. And this is, this is the MySpace era. This is LimeWire era. This is before IG, before IG, before IG, before Facebook, before SoundCloud, right? Before all that shit. Mm-hmm. It was strictly MySpace and, and, um, and LimeWire and shit like that, and then you you know you had you had the mixtape sites. Yeah. So they would be dropping shit. They would be recording every time I would come over. Right. We looking at sneakers. We looking at at drip. You know what I'm saying. And then I would see Chino and Steven always in there going in. Right. So then me. So me. I already knew. I didn't really was. Well, I didn't really know how to rap or nothing like that. I was just. I was just like, yo, I like music. I like clothes. I like sneakers. Yeah. But Cash, on the other hand, he was like sick nasty at rapping like super dope like i'm talking about on the bus like he would be having a paper yeah of, of something he wrote and he would be spitting that shit and i'm like yo that shit is hard you know what i'm saying like and, and we we like it we young we young you know what i'm saying on the yeah. bus and then like he was so nice the motherfucker would, would would just be spitting some shit off the paper and then he'll drop the paper and he'll keep going i'm like oh so he always been nice you know what i'm saying so i grew up seeing that work ethic from from my close friends so like just skipping ahead to high school, like yeah. I, I sat at Chino's lunch table with with him and with um with my boy Ryan, who I started my first brand with, mm-hmm. right for the fashion. And then Chino, who was like my inspiration for rapping, because he was Asian, right? He was a hustler. He was getting the most money. He was the flyest. Everybody loved him, right? So, um, you know, I, it was real. It was real fun and dope just going growing up around those guys. And then, 2012, you know, he got murdered. Mm. so and i always looked at chino as the person to make it out mm. of the town like okay if anybody gonna make it out of sure. um, franklin with the music it was him you know what i'm saying I, that's how that's what i thought and then so when he was murdered it was like okay like it flipped the switch in my spirit in my soul and then i said all right you never know what's gonna happen so i know i'm capable of of doing everything i want to do yeah. right because at that time i was already hustling clothes i was already in my high school selling clothes to people, making it, customizing their shit. And I was already hitting the freestyle ciphers at the lunch table and yeah. in, in New York, you know what I'm saying? In Union Square, I was out in the streets of New York, just hustling, trying to get my brand and my name and my face out there. Yeah. And then once Chino got murdered, I felt like, I felt like I was, it was part of my responsibility to live that dream, all the dreams that I have, not just what I think I could do or what society told me to do yeah. or what society thinks. Mm-hmm. Of me, I I just decided like, 
all right, life is life is too unpredictable. So I'm gonna make sure that I go crazy and cheat on yeah. name. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So once I made that decision, everything just started lining up, and the signs just showed. Like just came out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. This is this path. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that was um that was a turning point for me. So I feel like every time that I do anything, touch the mic, hit the stage, hit, grab a pen, whatever, I'm thinking like. Chino's right next yeah. to me. You know what I'm saying? Or Chino. Yeah. That's dope saying, because so. um, it's funny because I never knew that whole story, right? But I remember like uh, playing Upfall. You referenced him a lot. You even had, you know, September dedicated to him. And I think it's really dope how you kind of incorporate your real life like consistently. It's not like a joke. You're really talking about what's been happening. Um, So I want to get a little bit more into that kind of high school era because it seemed like music was kind of like, that, that when that happened, you wanted to dedicate to it, but you also were doing that brand, that fashion. So, like, tell us a little bit about that and, like, how you kind of got involved with the whole clothing. So, um, middle school, I used to I used to be drawing sneakers on people's T-shirts, drawing Jordans and shit like that and coloring them yeah. and selling them to people. And then that became, in high school, customizing people's jean jackets, bleaching their jean jackets. Then it became, all right, I'm going to start making my own shirts. Mm. Then that became, all right, I'm going to start printing designs on shirts. I'm going to start drawing up my own designs and getting them printed. So I looked at that as my hustle. You know what I'm saying? Some people yeah. sold weed. Some people sold Pop-Tarts. Some people sold Skittles. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I did all I did all the above, but then I said, yo, <laughs> I, can't, I can't be doing the same thing everybody doing. So let me find a product that, you know what I'm saying, is it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna hit. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna hit, and and only they could come to me. Only they could come to me for this product. You see what I'm yeah. saying? So that's a, I never worked a job ever in my life. I never worked for nobody. Never punched the clock. Nothing. Mm -hmm. I always would. I, my my whole thing was make and they take. You know what I'm saying? So I was always somebody who just tried to make something out of nothing, using my creativity and my imagination. That's and then dope, that man. just became that just became you know what I'm saying like. It bigger, bigger and bigger because I felt like I was putting, I was incorporating my culture and my and my um my my own my own flavor into into what I was making. Yeah, and um you know people caught on and you know I was never, I was never really in the fashion industry, mm -hmm. right? I was never in the industry because nobody would be trying to put my shit in their stores and nobody mm -hmm. one 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 two 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 stores put my clothes in their store. Okay. B files, B files in New York. Right. They they put my shirts in their store. Yeah. And then um and this this place called Unique Basement in Japan, they ordered a bunch of shit from me and Dominique. In Japan? Yeah. Yo. So th that was the only time I was ever quote unquote in the industry. Gotcha. Industry. Industry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But no, for real, like it, and then you know, I always looked at it though as a stepping stone because I always knew that I wanted to I wanted to make music. I just gotcha. I just knew that I just knew that um I just knew that fashion was like, cause you know, like it's a stigma. Any if you if you want to rap, it's like people are like, ah, oh, well, you you trying to rap too, or you trying to make music too? Yeah, and it's like, it's like, uh, you, people don't really want to give you a chance. But if they already like you for something, exactly, if they already know who you are, then they mm -hmm. have no choice but to click play. So. My whole thing was all right, as long as they click play, because I know that I got heat, so they're gonna like what they hear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're yeah. not gonna they're not gonna be able to dismiss me. So, mm -hmm. you know, that was my plan all along. And I just let people think what they would think. You know what I'm saying? I dropped a few songs. Some of them were ass, some of them was mid, some of yeah. them had potential, right? Yeah. But it wasn't until Dirty Jersey that it clicked and Dirty Jersey was 
boom, with Cash, who I grew up with, third grade, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So uh-huh. that was like that that just that full circle story just it propelled it propelled me and it, it let me know that this is what I had to be doing in my life, you know what I'm saying? No, that's dope, that's dope. And even speaking about the fashion, uh just for people that are just joining, a shot of will be given a free uh part of his merch, a shot of man T. And to actually qualify for that, all you really got to do is pay attention. I'm going to post uh, about five questions tomorrow. And then if you get at least four right, you're entered. If you get all five right, I give you two entries. All right. So pay attention and let's keep it going. So, uh, you know, you said you weren't in the fashion industry and all that. But like, I remember, I think it was, you modeled with, what, Yeezy season, season one? one? Season one. Yeah. So how, tell us about that. How that, how that happened? So... You know, I all I I started taking advantage of Instagram in 2012. Like, I looked at that as like, um, this is when it was only Instagram filters. It wasn't no Visco Cam, no yeah, Instagram yeah, yeah. Cam, no, it was Instagram filters. Like, and my I I always would just make something. Anything I made, I put it on my Instagram, and I just kept that as a steady thing. And then you know, I used all the hashtags and all that shit. And then I would be like, boom getting followers just you know what I'm saying? Getting yeah. people liking this shit, you know, using them hashtags back in the day. <laughs> and then and then and then people just eventually started buying my shit. You know what I'm saying? I made my own website. And then, you know, I would post my outfits and shit like that. Yeah. That's all I looked at it as. I just looked at it like this is like a it's like a photo book. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like a it, it, all it is is like a museum. You know what I'm saying? You walk in, yeah. I show you what I want to show you and then and then you buy some shit if you if you if you fuck with it. And if not, you just leave. Right. So gotcha. I always looked at it like that. And then eventually it just became, I guess, people hadn't seen stuff like what I was doing. So it, it caught steam. And then um, just through that, just through that, being being somebody who had a uh, who had a uh, creative, who had a lot of creative endeavors. Um, I built relationships on the way, you know what I'm saying? Like and that, that came with being outside, not just online. Right. Yeah. It, came, it came with being outside. So, like, I'm going to New York. I'm going to all the events. I'm going to all the ciphers. I'm going to all the meetups. I'm everything. I'm I'm going to album signings. I'm giving people my shirts. I'm having my product on me. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. I met I met Heron Preston and I met Virgil Abloh like early on, like 2013. Oh and snap! Then, you know what I'm saying? And um, I would just be doing a lot of forcing. You know what I'm saying? I was somebody who 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 never took no for an answer. I don't care if I annoy anybody. I don't care if I if I piss people off or I inconvenience people. I'm gonna have it my way that's that's that was my thing in high school like i don't give a fuck what you think about me i'm gonna say what i need to say to you and i'm gonna try to sell you some shit or i'm gonna try to build with you right yeah. i don't i don't care if, if i come off as annoying or aggressive or whatever like i didn't care so gotcha. you know people people recognize that in me and then it was like yo come to the casting you know what i'm saying and then this is this was, i was working on i was working on my first project in atlanta and then um it's like, yo, come to the castle, and then Heron let me skip the line and all type of shit like that. Yeah. And then uh, I walked in there. I walked in there, and then, like, I had on what I wore on the plane. You know what I'm saying? I just, and then everybody looked at me, and it was like, yo, just keep on what you got on. We're going to just take a picture of you and that. What? Right? And it was like, yeah, and it was like, but just just take off the Nikes and shit, because, you know, it's Adidas. Yeah. So, and then, you know what I'm saying? They put me on the outfits, and I'm like, yeah, okay, if I don't get this job, like, if I don't get casted for this shit, like, that's lame. Cause I, I already know. I already know. I was like, I already know. I'm fresh. I already know I'm fresh. Yeah. And I already know that. I, and these and the clothes that Virgil, the clothes that Virgil was putting me in was fire. So I was like, this shit is hard. Like, okay, I got I gotta be in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I was just like, I prayed on it. I waited on it. They said, all right, you you win it. 
And then, you know, first, first, I was the first Yeezy show and I was the only Asian man in there. You know what I'm saying? That's so that, crazy, was, that, was, bro. that was a dope thing. Yeah, that was a dope thing. But that yeah. just came about from, you know what I'm saying? Having relationships, knowing Networking people, being outside. Yeah. yeah. That's dope. That's dope. And was it, who was selected the final people? Was it, was it Virgil or was it like Kanye? Like, how did that work out? I mean, I don't know, man. You know what I'm saying? It was a whole bunch yeah. of people in there. I'm sure Kanye, you know what I'm saying? Because Kanye was the one who said, yo, just take, keep on what you got on. He was the one who said, oh, yo, okay. just keep on what you got on. You look, you look fire, da, da, da. That's, that's so dope, I'm like, man. all right, yeah. So, you know, that it was cool. It was cool. You know what I'm saying? It was a great experience. It was uh, yeah. definitely a stepping stone in getting my name, getting for my sure, name out there and sure. getting people to know who I am. Yeah. And that's good because uh, you mentioned, because that was during the, um when you were making Upfall, I'm assuming, right? Um, yeah, I was making up for. Got you. So you said you mentioned you was in Atlanta, right? So I think if people follow you, they might have seen your, you know, been with the, you know, Air Drummers, Mike Will, uh, Swaley, and all that. So like, how did that relationship come to be? How'd you, how'd you uh, come in contact with them? So going back to Franklin, so in Franklin, we got this video program that that um, you know, it's an elective that is a really really dope elective run by Mr. Penix from Franklin High School, and he basically teaches you how to make videos and make movies. So. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a kid named Max Haliva who came out of that program. He graduated in 2009, right? Cool, coolest dude ever. You know what I'm saying? He said, he said, yo, he hit me up. He went to he went to my high school. He hit me up. He said, yo, you want to help me uh with this Ray Schremer video? And it's it, you know what I'm saying? They just need like some. They just need somebody to pick outfits and shit like that and put them in yeah. clothes. I'm saying, all right, I'm gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna do it. And then I, I long story short. Boom, I'm there. I did it. I met Mike Will there. I met Sway Lee there. And I met uh, Slim Jimmy there. And just right off the bat, vibes, the vibes connected. You know what I'm saying? I went up to Mike. I said, yo, I said, yo, I'm next up. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm the next, I'm the next up. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't really believe all the way. I didn't know how I was going to be the next up. Right? I didn't know how I was going to be the next up or how yeah. I was going to be like, you know what I'm saying? The one, the one to uh, do anything. Yeah. Or my town or whatever. I just knew that this is an opportunity I got to take. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm in college. Yeah. I'm failing out of college and shit like that. And like, all I know, all I know is I want to make music and I and I want to and I want to make make things. You know what I'm saying? I want to be yeah. creative, right? And I said, okay, these these are some motherfucking some some giants in the room. So I'm like, all right. And then just like that, it clicked. They took me in. You know what I'm saying? Mike Will put me on a lot of game. Took me a lot of places that the average human being doesn't get to see. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> Is a lot of dope experiences and like Sway Lee and Slim Jimmy treated me like a like a brother for real. Mm-hmm. Looked out for me like I was a broke college student. You know what I'm saying? Not not poor. You know what I'm saying? But like I was. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Man, I, I'm off. Uh, I'm I'm picking up. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm like I'm asking for money to get back on the train and go home type shit. Like yeah, Sway, you Sway, you give me Sway you like five dollars to get on the train. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I'm oh, man, right, hell yeah, man. hell yeah, bro. Go ahead, bro. You you, you good, bro? And then even like even even like having a place to stay, you know what I'm saying? Like I would be taking trips out to link up with them in LA or link up with them in Atlanta or whatever. And like I always, I would always be good around them because I would be able to stay crashed on somebody's couch and yeah. you know all the conversations that we had like definitely prepared me to level up in a way that I wasn't expecting. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't know what was gonna happen when I started making music. All I knew is I wanted to make music. Mm-hmm. So it was like. Everything just came in alignment, and then those three dudes, you know what I'm saying, and then Obs yeah. too, Obs for real, Aubrey, okay. my my manager now, who works for who works with ear drummers, okay, um, put me on so much game. Obs, Mike, Slim, Jimmy, Sway Lee, like put me on a lot of game and helped me 
uh, elevate, you know what I'm saying, evolve my music and my craft. Yeah, I feel like that's the world, bro. Like, at the end of the day, like, I think even as self-motivated as you are, like, at the end of the day, you really do need people to, like, give you that chance. Like, somebody might see something, and if they're willing to give you that chance, you got to just do with it what you got. So I think it's dope that you, you've done that and you're, you're doing that. And one thing I wanted to touch on, we were talking about how, like, you was using all the, the skills you had as for, like, business, right? So now that you're getting into the music industry and all that stuff, like, do you feel that you're more cautious of how you approach things in terms of, like, signing or, like, releasing? Like, are you trying to make sure that you're doing all your crossing all your um, X's, dotting all your I's and all that? Or how you how you how you like learn all that? Um, really, I'm I'm still learning. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still learning. I'm still asking. You know, I, I think knowledge. I think the most knowledge the the most knowledge that I've gained has been from asking OGs and asking people who are more learned in the subject than I am. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I think um I'm still learning and I'm still having those conversations with people who have who are further ahead than me or have who have have or more read than I am in those subjects. So. I'm just um, just taking it I'm in. Just, you know what I'm saying? I'm just taking it in. But you know, I'm definitely not a. I'm definitely not no dummy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm definitely not no dummy, and I definitely I haven't signed anything. You know what I'm saying? Like not yeah. yet, at least. Okay. So That's cool. I, That's cool. I definitely, I definitely know to to read before you put your right, name bro. on anything. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a good that's a good point, man. I think like you know we we see what happens, and we always hear about the three sixties and all that. But like at least. If you're getting into it, you understand what's going on and you can at least be smarter with whenever you do sign some paper, right? And uh, we got some questions coming in. So, by the way, if y'all have any questions I want to ask, shout out, just submit them down there. And then uh, I'm going to bring them in as we as it seems smooth. Um, another question I had, too. Um, so, one of the reasons that you said you kind of like looked up to Chino was, you know, he was older, but he was also Asian, right? And how do you feel like your ethnicity has really influenced your music, your fashion, and all that? So, man, like... I feel like, uh, you know, America, just like with every other minority group, has uh, has uh, America has built these stereotypes and structural uh, suppressive devices and oppressive techniques to, you know, what I'm saying, to downplay the richness, the richness and the and the um, and the and the beauty of of the of our cultures. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. You know, we're born into this country and we turn, we look on the TV and we look in the textbook and we don't see people who look like us. We don't see people starring in movies or being, you know what I'm saying? Or being any, you know what I'm saying? We don't see politicians or we don't see our, we don't see a lot of strong characters that are, that actually did exist in our ancient culture, in our history. Like, but they don't show that on our TV screens in America because like, you know, it's an agenda being, being played out. So I feel like, um, my dad and my my mom, my mom and my dad, they made sure that I saw strong figures from every race. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody, you know what I'm saying? Like from every race that, that I made sure I saw, I had people that I knew about from history, you know what I'm saying? That did things and did great things. So like, um, my, my whole thing with, uh, with, with just what I'm doing is like, since I was a kid, I felt that way. Like, yo, why nobody look like me? You know what I'm saying? Like, while I'm looking at these movies and these com and, and not com these movies and these TV shows and, and this, you know what I'm saying? I'm turning on TV yeah. and nobody looks nobody looks like me, right? And you know I didn't understand what that meant until later on, like till I got to high school and I realized like, yo, this this shit has been going on for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Until I started thinking about the history, yeah, and learning about the history of just America in general. So you know I think one of my things is like bringing back that that 
putting shining a light on the beauty and the richness and the strength and the courage, you know what I'm saying, and the wisdom from our cultures. Like, because we, we came up with, like, Asians, Black people, Latinos, like, you know what I'm saying? We're the, we're the center of everything, culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever they call culture, it's, it's, derived, it's derived from, 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 from melanated people. You know gotcha. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, give or take, you know, there's, there's, plenty of, there's plenty of white geniuses and white creatives, of course, that have impacted the culture. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying I'm Asian. You know what I'm saying? So I need to, you know what I'm saying? So I I need to big up. I need to big up all the all the people that don't get that shine. You know what I'm saying? Because um, it, it, it plays a big role in how children grow up. You know what I'm saying? That's facts, bro. That's facts. Actually, let me get this question popping. Uh, we got from I'm a wolf. It sounds like you came from humble beginnings. What was the hardest part of getting to where you are now? And when was the moment you know you'd make it? And that's my question too. Long. I'm about to break that up. But you want to you answer the first part? What was the hardest part of what? Of getting getting I can't to where you are now. Uh, the hardest part was, was getting over my own self-doubt. My hardest part, the hardest part was getting over my own self-doubt and my own uh, hesitation. Because, uh, you know, like I said earlier, is what, what the world tells you is opposite of how you feel inside. And it's, it's like that for people, for people who aren't, who aren't white in America. You know what I'm saying? They tell you you're this. They tell you this statistic. They tell you that you can't do this and you can't, you can't, you can't, um, do certain things and, and you're meant to fulfill this certain role. Yeah. Right. But how I felt inside was not that. So I think, um, just having that self doubt within me, uh, that was the hardest battle for me. You know what I'm saying? Like just getting over, getting over caring what people, what people thought about me or, I or who I was gonna, who I was gonna, who I was gonna disappoint, or who I was gonna make mad, or you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that was the hardest part. I got you. And you know what I'm saying? Questioning myself and how I feel. You. And Mama Wolf, if you wanna send the rest of your questions separately, so I can I can read it all. Um, one thing I wanted to ask about, kind of going back to you know growing up and all that, is what what was the reaction from your parents when you first started really like, I'm doing this, I'm I'm gonna dedicate my my life to it. Like, how how was that conversation? I mean, my mom, my mom loved it. You know what I'm saying? She loved it. She always told me, like, keep, keep, yeah, keep, keep going. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Anything creative I did, she, she loved it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She's my biggest supporter, for real. She's my biggest supporter. And, um, and my dad, uh, at first he was, he was like, he was like, you know, he loves, he loves everything I make and everything I do. It was just like, yo, yeah, I don't know if you're going to, you can make a career out of this. You know what I'm saying? Cause, my dad was also an artist growing up, but he was born mm-hmm. in poverty. So my dad, my dad was born in poverty. So he, art is he, art for him wasn't gonna. It didn't. It didn't get him out out the hood. It, what got him out the hood was was going to school, being smarter than everybody else. You know what I'm saying? And yep. and getting and, and getting getting the job and you know what I'm saying? And working working your way out through the system, right? And that's there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? It's just that. He had a different perspective on it, and I had a different one as well. He was a photographer, and he was an illustrator too when he was younger. It's just the reality—the reality of it was he, it wasn't going to pay no bills, so he, he was just really looking out for me and trying to make sure that yeah. I was straight. And it wasn't until I started putting music out that um, he saw like how the world or people around the world was receiving me, and you know what I'm saying, and just and just looking and like, okay, 
you you got you on to some. So whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, whatever you got going on, like I'm gonna make sure you straight. Yeah. Uh, you my son at the end of the day, like and then we we always would have our disagreements and stuff like that. And there was points where it got really bad. Like I didn't really fuck with with his energy on anything. And then mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying we would go we would go a long time without talking sometimes. But you know eventually over time I understood his perspective. Yeah. He understood mine, and then we eventually came. You know what I'm saying to to a common ground. It was like all right. I believe in he was he now you know what I'm saying so today he he all the way believes in what I'm doing he's you know what I'm saying yeah I've been blessed to just have supportive supportive oh, parents dope, with this shit yeah that's dope glad to hear y'all good oh I guess the rest of uh, Mama Wall's question was when was the moment you knew you'd make it in the business um I never really knew that I would make it in the business I always just said that I I'm gonna I'm going to I would always just speak into my life but nobody really ever knows. There was no point where I was like, yeah, I know I'm going to make it. There was only a point where I said, okay, I got to keep trying and I got to try harder because it's, it's doing something. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I ne- I haven't made it yet. So I, I want everybody who's listening to know that nothing in my brain is telling me that I made it. Mm-hmm. I never, ever say I made it. The only time I'm saying I made it is, be- is when I wake up in the morning and I pray because I made it to another day. But as far as making it in, the business or making the industry, I don't think I made it yet. You know what I'm saying? Because I still, I still live check to check like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? I think that's another misconception. Influence does not equal money. You know what I'm saying? Just because somebody has influence doesn't mean that they have money. You know what I'm saying? Just because somebody has money doesn't mean they have influence. Those are two separate things. So I want to make that clear. Like I'm still grinding. I still, I still work like I'm broke. You know what I'm saying? I still, I still have to grind and hustle and I'm doing this shit independently out of my own pocket. So I know, I know that it might seem and I carry it well, you know what I'm saying? That I, and, and that I make it look good. But at the end of the day, just like everyone else, I carry a burden, you know what I'm saying? And I'm going through, I'm going through things and in order to do, to do what I do, it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of willpower, you know what I'm saying? So I don't think I made it yet. I know I, I, I believe I will make it and I have faith, you know what I'm saying? God willing that I'll make it. Mm-hmm. But I just know that um, you know, what I'm saying I just I just believe that every day, grind and get to it and just have that vision. You know what I'm saying? It's just good to keep that vision in your head and keep grinding towards it. Yeah. But you can never say, "Oh, I made it." You know what I'm saying? Because there never was a point where I said, "Oh, I made it." That's true. That's true. Now, that's some good words, bro. I mess with that. Um, and speaking about burdens, I remember like when I when I when, we, when I met you in San Diego, you know, was on the trail. You was telling me how like you had completely change your diet and all that you want to speak on yeah. that yeah so all right so uh i know it's a lot of people in here um so i would i'm not vegan i'm not vegan i don't say i don't use that term because of the because you could smoke you could you could drink alcohol and you could eat pizza no i mean you could drink alcohol and you could do cocaine and you could say you're vegan right i i'm 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 holistic i'm, I'm holistically plant-based you know what i'm saying Occasionally I'll eat fish, you know what I'm saying. Occasionally I I have a chicken wing or two. My <laughs> diet is most my diet is mostly fruits and vegetables, you know what I'm saying. And I, that's something I learned from Doctor Sebi. You know, a lot of a lot of people have been healed from their diseases, diseases have been re- reversed due to because of Doctor Sebi's teachings. So, um, you know what I'm saying. Nipsey Hussle talks about them a lot, and you know, it, it all it is is just going back to the ancient ways, like our people. First of all, we're not from America, right? Our DNA is not from America. Our DNA is from the tropics. You know what I'm saying? 
I'm Vietnamese and and um and and uh South South Chinese, so Hong Kong, right? So I'm I'm person I'm a person who who has blood from tropical areas, right? We eat natural, we eat life, we consume life, right? We don't consume in our culture and in our history. We don't meat meat and bread and cheese and all that type of shit. That's not in our DNA to eat. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not gonna argue with nobody on that because. You know, you could you, whatever you put in your mouth is 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 up to you. It's not up to me, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna say what it's done for me because I had growing up, I had bad eczema, like bad, 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 bad eczema all over my body, right? And it got to a point in 2018 where it was so so painful that like I I, I performed South by Southwest, right? Covered up in all that white gear and all that and all the you know what I'm saying, all the fresh shit, but underneath I was. I was really fucked up. You know what I'm saying? I was burning. You know what I'm saying? Burning up everywhere. Just like it would hurt when I took a shower. So then that was when I was like, all right, yo, I got to really take take serious my diet and what I'm putting in my body. Not only what I'm eating, but drugs. Like I'll go to the doctor and they're giving you drugs. to. They say, oh, this will cure your eczema. This will do this for you. This will, uh, this cream will help. But really that's not doing nothing but masking the symptoms. So I had to really dive deep and, and and do my learning. Me and my mom collaborated on it and figured out, okay, we gotta we gotta figure out exactly what you can eat and what you can't eat and what's gonna cause you to have certain um immune immune responses, you know what I'm saying, that's gonna cause eczema and shit like that. Yeah. So then, you know, it took like a year a year and some change to really get it get it all under control and clear skin, you know what I'm saying? Wow. By the grace of by the grace of God, it was a tough battle, but I had to do it because I couldn't live the rest of my life getting fucking boils and shit on my skin every time I ate yeah. a slice of pizza. You know what I'm saying? So it's a blessing because it in turn made me healthier. It made me it made me stronger as a mentally, physically it made me stronger. I I, I could you know what I'm saying? I, I I I'm I'm just like healthier all around, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mentally, spiritually. Yeah. And physically, you know what I'm saying? So it's really important. And shout out to my boy Wale. Wale really helped me through that journey. He was one of the people who um who taught me a lot about a lot about alkaline alkalinity of uh, and um and hold and uh, and consuming life over death. That's so, dope, you know what I'm saying? I, I recommend anybody who's having health issues to before you start taking them drugs that the white man is trying to prescribe you. Um, you know, especially if you're if you're a melanated person, you gotta look into Dr. Sabi and, and um See what see what he said about whatever you're dealing with. Real talk. Switch up the game. Right, we got another question here. X and he says, "What do you do or tell yourself when you find yourself lacking motivation or drive to write a song?" Um, I don't force it. If I'm not, if I, well, this is this is another thing though, right? I read this quote today. It's like. Some some people they wait for they sit and wait for inspiration. Other people just get to it, right? So you gotta you gotta make a way out of no way. You know what I'm saying? You can't just be waiting and sitting on your ass waiting for something to happen and then you respond to it. You have to be the one taking action. You know what I'm saying? You have to one be that that you have to be the one that makes that statement as as opposed to waiting for something to happen and then you respond to it. You gotta be the one to just be like, all right, even though I'm not feeling this way and I don't I don't feel like doing anything. I'm gonna just do it anyway. I'm gonna stop thinking about it. So you know what I'm saying? If I'm not feeling motivated to make a song, right, right, like this that's different from feeling like doing something else, right? Like you could you could be not motivated to do a song, 
but mm-hmm. you'll still be like, I know I should. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like you just got to let it flow. And then if you really, really, really don't want to make music on that day or you don't want to do anything, just don't. You know what I'm saying? Because if you don't live life, what are you going to talk about in your music? But we back, we back. So I don't remember where you left off. I think you're just dropping too much heat, but you gotta, you gotta calm down. Somebody um, asked a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, for the people that asked a question and I didn't answer yet, uh, please resubmit. I'm sorry about that. I think we had like two or three more that I was about to get to. But yeah, just submit your questions back up and we'll get it popping. Um, but um, another thing I was gonna ask, you know, we haven't really talked too much about it, but you know. You know, shout out 2020. You've been posting that everywhere, bro. So what's good? When is when this music dropping? 2020, bro. Summer, <laughs> summer 2020. Hey, summer summer almost over, bro. Summer well, almost over. It, it'll drop when it's when it's the right time. You know what I'm saying? We we in the corona era, so you know I don't want to rush it out there. No, no, it's done though. It's done. It's done. It's done. Yeah, it's pretty much oh, done. It's done. Okay, okay. Yeah. Bad, bad, bad. And then. um so now, are you like, uh, what would you say? Because uh, I, when I when I look back on your albums, right? So with Upfall, obviously it's your debut, and you really just telling where you're from, telling who you are. And then you know, the next one that came out, what twenty, the twenty nineteen. What would you like say was the total, like the whole theme of that? Like, what was the goal of that? I, I only dropped, I only dropped one project. What was the other one called? Then that was on uh, Spotify. Was that just mixtape? No, nah, that was just like a. Um... It's like a that was just like a compilation of singles and shit like that I dropped. Oh, okay. and like loo- just loose songs. That wasn't really a project. It, it wasn't just, like a put I mean, together. Okay. No, nah, no, nah, it was just it was just like a playlist, man. Yeah. G Shrimp was good. I see you, my boy. Hey. Yes, that, sir. But right, yeah, that one was that. Yeah, it wasn't a project. Ten twelve. It was called ten twelve. It was just like a little. You know what I'm saying? I put out songs just to just to give the people something to hold them the over. People. Okay, I appreciate yeah. it. But. Mm-hmm. But it definitely uh, yeah. had, definitely has some bangers on there though. For real, for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely uh, has some bangers though, man. We had uh Mama Wolf. She says, What career accomplishment are you most proud of? Um, making music with, with my day ones. For real. Making music with my day ones and like making music with people that I've been I've been going to elementary school with and then getting getting worldwide worldwide love from it. I yeah. think that's that's the um that's the that's the, that's what I'm most proud of because I'm doing this shit with my day ones. Like people I went to third grade with, fifth grade with the person like Starship. I made my first my first song with with the producer of Starship in 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 ninth grade and mm-hmm. Kakuyan. You know what I'm saying? I, I first started like, anything creative with him. Like we did back on the bags together and even like just yeah. That's the whole thing for me. Collaboration is the most beautiful part of it. Like you know what I'm saying? People from all different. Um, ethnicities you know what i'm saying yeah. all different walks of life you know what i'm saying coming together and making things building things and things that positively impact people and bring joy and i also i think in a, um tied with that i'm i'm just proud to to know that i i affect people's lives and lives in a positive way you know what i'm saying like somebody dm me and was like yo like you stopped me from committing suicide you know what i'm saying or like oh. yo yeah, or like, yo, my 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 son or my daughter loves your music and just and dances dances all around the crib to it and and or like, can can you can you send me a, a video of of you saying happy birthday to my son? He's graduating. Like, 
those things are the are the things that I I'm I'm most proud of that that I can affect people in a positive way because yeah you know what I'm saying that that's 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 what it's all about to me I don't really care about um you know what I'm saying anything any any I don't really care about the vanity aspect of it I, yeah 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 you know what I'm saying I just I enjoy making people feel feel good and that's dope man and speaking about that I think uh, it is crazy how like easy it is these days to have to go global right anybody can hear you. Cause I remember I had uh, posted on my story like one of your recent posts or whatever, and one of my boy Josh, I think he in the he in the um in the uh, live, and he's like, "Yo, shot of Spence," and you know this man is in the UK, right? So I'm like, yeah. "What?" Like that. So I think it's dope that you that you making it you making it out here, bro. That's fire. That's that's, that's what it's all about, man. Connecting people, connecting For people real, on the bro. same vibe and same frequency. Because you know the world the world is built is built in a way that wants to divide us. Hey, okay, I see you. Our right, boy Joe, he says, "Who are some of your favorite artists in the game?" Um, um, I mean, I feel like nobody's ever out the game. Somebody's still pressing play, so I'm just gonna name a whole bunch of artists that I love. Bet, let it go. So, um, Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, Bob Marley, Beyonce, um, Lil Wayne, Jay Z, Wu Tang Clan, Nas, Tupac. Biggie, Kendrick Lamar, Kanye West, Kid Cudi, um, Movado, Sizzler, Capleton, Vibes Cartel, um, <laughs> Fela Kuti. Hey, um, shout out to that. Uh, Burner Boy is dope too. Um, Drake is cool too. He's definitely a legend. Drake is definitely a legend. Can't forget him. And no offense if I forget anybody because I love every artist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I, and I, I will never ever say, oh, this is my top five. This is because, you know, I can't just do that. I can't just, you know what I'm saying? I, I can't, I, it's hard for me to, especially being an artist, I know how hard it is to be an artist. I can't just say, oh, this person better than that person. This person, like, that's not the point of music to me. I don't, I don't see the, the I don't see the, um, I don't see, you know what I'm saying? I feel like everybody yeah. got their own skill that nobody else, that nobody else possesses and that they should be celebrated for that. Um, but true. yeah, just, um, uh, the dream, you know what I'm saying? R. Kelly. You know what I'm saying? Even even despite what despite <laughs> despite the controversy, his music yeah. is definitely game changing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um everybody, man. Mike Will, Sway Lee, Slim Jimmy, Kakuyan. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh this I I I got a lot of favorites, like, you know, yeah, Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye, for sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um you gotta show love where it's due, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah, like everybody though. I listen to everybody, everybody, every single genre of music I listen to. Like, yeah. And that's one thing I was gonna ask you because I feel like in a lot of your songs, you also have a lot of like Caribbean influence. Like, have you were you growing up? Was that kind of like your favorite genre, or how did you kind of? Yes, like, yes, that? yes. So, so running track in high school, like we were around all all type of Caribbeans. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then um, uh, my favorite movie is Shatas. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's my favorite movie, but one of them. And um, uh, you know, in high school, I'm with a whole bunch of Caribbeans. We all listen to the dance hall and reggae, and just Caribbean vibes. And like, my nickname just became Shata Spence. You know what I'm saying? They just oh, called, okay. started calling me Shata, and then and then I just embraced it and was like, "Yo, that shit tough. I'm gonna just use it." You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? And then I just stuck with it. That was my name on Twitter. That was my name on IG. And I was like, "All right, shit, it's gonna be my name in music." <laughs> yeah, I love like I love I love I love 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 Jamaican culture. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just 
being embraced by the Jamaicans that I that I grew up around and Caribbean people that I grew up around. Like, you know, they always showed me love and put me on like amazing music that got me through a lot of things. And that's dope. You know what I'm saying I just cool. big, so up we, all, big up all the Caribbeans. But so we're nearing the end of it. So what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna uh, let one more person answer, ask a question, and then I'm gonna wrap it up. I'm gonna have you wrap it up real quick, and then uh, we'll end it there. So. Next question you is: that's, that's, You gotta pick a different question, man. You gotta pick something. We, we've seen that before, bro. Yeah. What inspires you the most? I think somebody asked that earlier. What about you? You don't have any other questions? I mean, I got a lot of questions, bro. I like to let the, the pal speak. Um, but I think one thing I want to ask for you is: You know, I've noticed you're very, you know, active on social media, not just with your music, but also what's going on and like, you know, you yeah. speaking about whether it's BLM or whatever trending case. Now, and, now we're talking, bro. Yeah, and uh, now we what, talking, I, wanna, now we what I wanna ask you <laughs> what I wanna ask you is like do you feel like oh like I can't talk about stuff because I don't wanna hurt it in my career or are you just like hey this is who I am and this is who I do so like speak on that. I feel like um I feel like I, I I feel like the career is never as important as as who you are as a human. You know what I'm saying? There is no career. There is no career without life. You know what I'm saying? So just as a human being, it's our as human beings, we all have a responsibility to stand up for each other. You know what I'm saying? Anybody and they anybody with a good heart can see what's going on. You know what I'm saying? And and if you don't see the racism and the blatant disrespect that's happening to black people all over the world, if you don't see that and you and you choose to turn a blind eye, at this point, you racist. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like you know we gotta get with whoever is on whoever is on the frequency and whoever is with the cause and whoever is is an ally per se. Yeah. Right? We gotta start building from there because um this has been going on for a long time and it's only just now is because the, the only reason why it's it's a big thing right now is because finally we have everyone has a video camera in their pocket on their phone. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't until because these things have been going like Emmett Till, right? It's always your word against the police. And the police can lie and cover things up and do all type of nut shit. And fucked up shit, and then it's always gonna be the law over what you say as a, as a, as a civilian. So now yeah. that we have video cameras and stuff like that, people more people are, are are getting to understand what it means to be a minority. Not even understand, but see what it's like. Because there's no there's no way that I'll ever understand the black experience because I'm not black, and there's no way that anybody else will understand the Asian experience if they're not Asian, and so on and so forth. But all the other things, only thing we could do is see. And, and talk to each other and have these conversations. Yep. So it's like, you know, with what's going on now, it's like, you know, it's been 400 plus years, you know what I'm saying, in America, since the first slave ships arrived in America. They first arrived in 1619. It's 2020 now, right? And in the Bible, it says it's prophecy. You know what I'm saying? 400 years, 400 years of being subjected to oppression. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a revolution now. It's a new era. It's either you, you, with, you with the people or you not. You know what I'm saying, and if you if you making excuses for for what what any criminal acts or any injustices against colored people and melanated people and black people, it's mm-hmm. like it's like it's it's done up. You know what I'm saying? It's done up for you. So you know, still we try to work with everybody, but now it's just time for us to to build with each other. Mm-hmm. Like my whole thing is like, I I went to protest. I went outside. I did I did the marching and the shouting, and that's the that's the young people's job. You know what I'm saying? We're supposed to be out there and doing that. After that, though, we got to build something. 
right? We got to use our platforms, like just like how me and you talking and having this conversation. This is important because this type of thing was impossible 20 years ago where we can just go and tap into people who follow you and people who follow me. And we're on, we're on, you know what I'm saying? We're having this conversation live for people to see and, and, and have an open conversation, like, and um, just building, like, you know what I'm saying? Put it like how we spend our money, like what we invest in, who, what com- what kind of companies are we paying to do things for us? Is there a black company that can do it for us instead of a big white corporation? You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. this is, and this is all about empowering, empowering um, minorities. This is not about, oh, I, it's not about hating white people. It's about bringing people up. trying to, trying to, trying to catch up. You know what I'm saying? And in yeah. order to catch up, it's like you gotta, you have to empower those, those who, those who are, are you know what I'm saying, similar to you. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, um, I think, I think with what's going on, it's like, it's, 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 it's we're at that point where it's like it's no more room for bullshit because everybody, everybody sees what's going on. And it's like now we have to really put our heads together and and build things like. That's why well, my whole thing is my whole team is my day ones people I came because it always starts with the individual. It yeah. can't can't just be having all these hopes and dreams and then and then you just leave the people that you came up with. Right. You have to build with the people from the ground up because yeah. like I can go I can go somewhere and meet somebody, but I don't know that person. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Or I could sign to to anybody, but I don't know that person. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's way more valuable when you build from the ground up with people that that are like-minded, you know what I'm saying, to have the same code of ethics and, and the same yeah. um, goals with you and the same vision. Nah, that's dope, bro. I mean, that was a – you said a lot there. You know, I think the biggest thing that you said, you know, with us having this conversation is really the – one, the education aspect, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's good to go to the protest. It's good to talk about it. But it's good mm-hmm. to also know history, right? History. You know, even going back to what you said, Emmett Till. You know what Emmett I'm saying? Till, like, yeah. a lot of people didn't know Emmett Till – and the Rosa Parks, that was the same year. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it might seem like, oh, we've we've came this far, but we got to understand what happened and where we are right now. And then, like you said again, the next part is like, okay, you posted that black square. Okay, you went to that protest. Okay, you posted this hashtag. But how are you living this every day? Are you are you scared of what people think about you, or do you really care about what you're doing? So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I appreciate you, you know, keeping that vibe up and just being real because we we got to be real. Like you said, there's no more time for bullshit, right? Yeah. Um. So uh, I do want to wrap it up though, because I know we were supposed to only do an hour. We went a little bit over. But what I would like to end with is one. I want you to just, just off your head. What is like an, an advice, some piece of advice you would like to give to people? And then two, I want you to end it with. If I've never heard "Shot of Spence," what is one song I got to go check out right after this? So let's talk. All right. All right. So the uh, the song you got to check out if you've never heard me is "Arriba." You got to go Arriba. check that out. You gotta check that out and listen and listen to the game I'm kicking in that song, and listen just listen because I, I I I that song I dumbed it down for a lot of people. Usually I have infinite amounts of flows in all my songs, but that one I kept to one flow so everybody could could just listen to what I'm saying. And then yeah. to answer the first to answer the uh to answer the other question the advice part, um, show love in every aspect when nobody's watching and when and people when people are watching and when you're in private when you're public have that good energy because. Who you are, who you got to look at it like this. You, you what you put out into the world is what you get back. Literally, it's a universal law, right? It's in every religion, it's in every sacred book, whatever. If that's what you go based off of, 
it's just a universal law, right? Um, always show love. You know what I'm saying? If you spend your time thinking about the negative things in your life or the negative things that you see, right, or looking through a negative lens or trying to tear somebody down, that energy is going to come all the way back around to you. And then you're going to be in a place of just negative vibes. And that's, that's, there's no, there's no creation, creation and, and, uh, uh, productivity in there. It's only destruction. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's all right to feel human emotions. It's, it's all right to feel angry and to feel bad and to feel sad sometimes. You just can't stay there. You have to pick yourself up and, and always show love. Show love to the people around you. Show love to your family. Show love to other, you know what I'm saying? People you don't know. Just like how y'all are showing me love right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like that's what that's what makes the world go around. And as human beings, we're, we're, we're put on this earth to serve, yeah. to serve God, to serve each other, and to serve, you know what I'm saying, to serve the world. So always show love and keep that high energy. And um, believe in yourself. Don't listen to Don't ever entertain negativity also. Like, you think, you think, you know what I'm saying? You think, you, you think anybody, like, shit, like, nobody ever got anywhere without people doubting them, right? It's always going to happen. Like, that's just the way the world is set up, right? There are always going to be people who are doubting you, and you can't ever listen to that because your motivation should not be proving your doubters wrong. Your motivation should be proving your supporters right. Mm. Okay. Okay. So always, always look on that side of things. Look through that lens because you're gonna you're gonna be way more motivated when you when you're doing things if you think about all the people that love you and support you as opposed yeah. to all the people that hate you and 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 despise you because the love always out, outweighs the hate. Appreciate the love. I'm twenty twenty. Hey, bad, bad, bad. yo, thank you, Shada, bro. Uh, thank y'all for thank you for joining. Uh, once again, he will be giving out. Um, his shot of tea. Hope y'all paid attention. I know there's two episodes, but I'm a I'm a post them both. Uh, but you know I appreciate you coming on once again, bro. You know I hit you up and you said let's do this ASAP. You know I really fuck with that. That's real love. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna wrap it up. I'm gonna let you go and then I'm wrapping up with the rest of the gang. So once again, appreciate you. Shot of 2020. Y'all be on the lookout. I appreciate the love, bro. If you enjoyed this creative conversation, I would appreciate if you did at least one of the following three things. One, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and feel free to leave me a rating and a review too if you have the time. Two, follow at Paul and Pals on your social media of choice, but ideally Instagram so you can tune in live every other Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern to participate in the conversation and potentially win a raffle prize. Three, share the word. People tend to take the referral of a friend or family member seriously, so if you know of a friend or a family member that would also enjoy these creative conversations, send them a link to an episode. Lastly, if you're interested in coming on the show to share your story, please feel free to reach out to me via social media or send me an email at paul, that's P-O-L, at paulandpals.live. And who knows, you might just be the next pal that I interview. But without any further ado, remember to stay creative. Stay creative.